Today's New Testament reading is from Romans, the second chapter. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first, and also the Greek. For God shows no partiality. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles, who do not have the law, by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them, on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Brady Finnern. Grace and peace and mercy be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I once talked to a young person that had a number of tattoos on their body. Since I have a few tattoos myself, I always enjoy hearing from people the meanings behind their choice of this popular art form. They explained a few of their markings, and I noticed that right in the middle of their forearm, it read Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. I was kind of surprised by this because he had no other religious symbols on his body, and not knowing the specific passage, I asked what it meant, and they replied, Judge not, lest ye be judged. I was impressed with their use of what appeared to be King James as they continued, I look at my arm every time I'm about to judge someone and remind myself to not look down on others. In chapter 2, Paul writes similar words to the Roman church that are quite harsh. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. These words were written right after Paul gave a whole laundry list of indiscretions in chapter 1. 
the sins of serving the creature rather than the creator, sexual acts outside of the marriage bed of a husband and wife, coveting, malice, gossip, envy, slander, hate, disobedience to parents, foolishness and faithlessness. We hear all these sins and we think to ourselves, wow, there was a lot of sinning going on in Rome. Thanks be to God it's not like that at my church or my community, and most of all that I am not like them. Well, sure, I might do a few of those sins, in my heart, of course, never publicly. And I'm not one to judge, but thankfully, I'm not like them. The problem is, is that I am like them. We are like them. We are judged by those things, whether we have done one or all of them, whether we have done them in our heart or we've done them publicly. Paul talks about how we'll be judged by our works on the last day because God shows no partiality. We will all be judged. Those who seek God's glory, honor, immortality will receive eternal life. But those who are selfish, deniers of God's truth, and obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. Our normal response to this reality is either to justify our actions with a whole list of excuses, or we simply quote our favorite Bible passage, Matthew chapter 7, and we say with full confidence, how dare you judge me? But both of these reactions leave us with more questions than answers. Have I done enough? More guilt than comfort. I shouldn't have done that. And more anxiety than assurance. Can I ever make this up someday? But what we need is what Paul tells us in verse 4. What we need is repentance. We need this gift that comes from the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. The gift that John the Baptist proclaimed in the desert, so that we will take these sins, not excuse them away, or act like they didn't happen, but that we turn from them, that we confess before the Lord that we are indeed a sinner. Lord, have mercy on me and that we will live a new life and seek his ways. And the irony in all of this is that the solution and hope that we have as Christians is that we are judged. But we are not judged by a vengeful God ready to condemn whomever he can, but judged by a God of patience, forbearance, and kindness revealed in Christ himself. For Christ does not say, Who am I to judge? and leave us in our sins. But he says, I am the judge, and by my cross I forgive you. Let me be the judge of that sin, for I do not look down on you or look away. But by my blood I see perfection, and I lift you up and judge you not guilty. Thanks be to God, in the name of Jesus. Amen.